It is time to tune up the band and wonder why the hell WCW went out of business, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reardon, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. Hello there, chaps. How you doing? That was spicy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That was spicy for you. Sam. I was, I was going to say, I, was, I, 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 I didn't realise there was spice to it. <laughs> there was a bit Men more only food. have two moods. I wish WCW would have won, and why the hell did why the hell did this thing exist? <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, I could have made another dig at Vince Russo, but I just felt like just 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 a universal one that we all share collectively, wrestling fans. Why the hell did WCW go out of business? <laughs> We'll soon find out why, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, um, it's been another busy week for me. Um, myself, I have yeah. uh, been working in the uh, in the old cutting room with Mister Josh Robinson as he releases. Uh, yeah. His uh, well, start the new season of the Legacy, Legacy of. of season two, which I'm very looking forward to seeing how the the reception of that is. We're starting off with Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, which is a quite exciting one to get started with. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited for that. Look for that, I guess. Well, hopefully, it would be uh, well when the day this uh, this episode goes out. See, Ooh. look at this <laughs> organization. Uh, well, just sheer dumb luck, as some people would say. It's organisation. <laughs> Apart from that, though, how have you chaps been? What have you been up to? It has been a hell of a week. Yeah. My God. <laughs> but um, I was a part of a wonderful community book launch that happened yesterday. Let's go. Which was wonderful. My my uh, my mother was attended and greatly enjoyed seeing me and and basically thought basically I had a great um you know the famous you know the famous shot of um in Goodfellas of going in the back and <laughs> and him like and him like saying hi to everyone I basically did that with my mother and it felt great. <laughs> So that has gone on, but other than that, oh, I I can barely remember this week, which is why I'm having to go through the recesses of my mind to have a recommendation for you guys. Yeah. Lie. <laughs> because I'm like, because I'm like, did I even watch things? <laughs> that's why. That's what I mean. That's what I was like. So, start of the week was really good. Middle of the week, I was just dead. <sighs> yep. Just. Felt like felt like absolute hell, and like literally going out for like one night and then having like two to three drinks was enough for my body to be like, okay, we're shutting down now. <laughs> and then like, um, on like I got through Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Thursday, um, my body. I, I woke up. My body was like. Yeah, not, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> not today, Zerg. And so I was literally just like lying down in bed. My head's just spinning. Whoa. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, now I've got this free day. I can like catch up with all the wrestling and stuff and all the stuff that I've missed, right? You know, it's like there's a new there's a new season of Queer Eye. I can watch that. 
Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, we're, we're on like whatever day we're on. I cannot remember any of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like anything I watched on that day, aside from like maybe the episodes of Queer Eye I watched like way late into the day at like 10 p.m., I cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're starting to make me think is that could there be a slight crossover with Jonathan Van Ness and the WWE? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> But no, uh, get that flight out of my mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms, even the ones that don't exist yet. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, like Vince Russo and something on a pole, we are obsessed with being pending and we will always always be pending is that pending on a pole match book it (laughs) book it bro anyway before we get into the abomination that is wcw nitro in 2000 (laughs) let us visit dan for this week's wrestling news dun 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 down wrestling news So, like I said, uh, this entire week has been like a blur to me. Mm-hmm. So, things have just kind of been happening. Um, so, the biggest thing I can think of that's happened in kind of this period of time was obviously Mustafa Ali asking for his release. And it's supposedly not being granted. <laughs> which is a, a thing. <laughs> it's a choice, I, isn't I it? Of, yeah, I kind of, you know... That kind of thing, I'm always kind of like, unless there's like some serious mitigating circumstance, I'm always a little disturbed by that idea. Yes, we say, like, hi, I want to leave, and they go, no. Yeah, yes, that's see, kind of... Hmm. We see value in you, but we're not going to use you, but we see value in you. Well, because, I mean, the thing that worries me about it is that he said that he got offered something that he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Which obviously sets off alarm bells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, how do I say this? I've always kind of had the feeling that someone in WWE, not necessarily Vince, although apparently the idea that Mustafa Ali really was against was from Vince directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to rerun a certain character yeah. from uh, the mid-2000s. Uh, uh, which is always a horrifying concept because, I mean, when it came to tact, they have it was lacking. <laughs> they had zero tact. And let's and, not forget, they Yeah, did. I was going to say, whatever they had before, uh, I don't feel confident in it returning again. No, me neither. Let's um, not forget that they slapped that gimmick on an Italian-American. The guy was Italian. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Your point. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a point. That's a point. They made Chief. I mean, Chief J Strongbow was Italian as well, wasn't he? It's they just... were just like, look, For his fuck's sake, his skin is approximate enough. <laughs> they won't <laughs> notice. Christ Almighty, Daniel. He's not. You're getting annoyed at me, right? But am I wrong? 
I hate, listen, listen, this is the absolute definition of it's true, but you can't say this on that podcast. podcast <laughs> right? I mean, look, there's certain like things you true, just don't, you say you the quiet, can't you can't put it in that way. You don't say the quiet yeah. part out loud, Dad. Jesus Christ. Like, like, like that. Listen, Daniel, I know <laughs> that they would try and put you in a turban if you were working at that company, but you're not meant to just say that. <laughs> Uh, I bet you they'd even go as far as actually to rehash flipping the, the, his old theme song as well for Ali as well. Probably. Probably. Oh, they 100% got it saved. Oh, for goodness sake, yeah. It's like, well, hang on, oh, do we still, like, do we still like, have Sean Davari's number? Wait, where is he? Because um, like, this, this is a really random thing that, again, incredibly random intersections of people and topics. <laughs> um, there's a guy... Uh, for, for anyone that uh, has watched them, uh, that knows Tom Scott, YouTuber. Yes, mm. love Tom Scott. Yeah, he has. He had um, technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite Gary Brannan. Gary Brannan. Mm. <laughs> he was. He was. An, he was an archivist. Mm-hmm. And then someone asked him about the whole WWE archive situation. Yeah. Because they have so much footage that they've just never touched because it's yeah. there's, there's just so much that they've acquired over years. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That they have no way of reasonably preserving it. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, that hurts. It does. It, re- it really does, especially when you see how... when you realise just how extensive the library is already for them. And... Like... And just I'm so not much going... is lost to the you know of time. What? Do you know what I found recently? Because mm-hmm. I was go- I was going back and watching some old. Um, I was trying to find links for some old Japanese matches to send to someone, mm. and then I found these. There was like this one random person on YouTube that uploaded. I think it was like Memphis Championship Wrestling. Yes. Uh, okay. From when they had a working agreement with. WWF in yeah. like 2001. Yes, this is when um, I believe USWA would have transitioned into Memphis into Memphis Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Yo, there's some really hey, there's some really random stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, through through all of that stuff, I found this like it was like a it was William Regal versus Daniel Bryan from like 2001 mm-hmm. the first it's so weird to see and it's their first ever meeting first ever yeah. time they met one another and and through that Bryan was uh, ended up receiving training from Regal because Regal really liked Bryan yeah, in that in that collection, though, there were some really, really random matches. Ones that I just saw and was like, I just refused to accept this existed and happened. I still love uh, just trudging through stuff like that from old USWA, seeing an early Dwayne Johnson with his first gimmick, Flex Havana. <laughs> what a name. What a <laughs> that name. is a name and a heart. And he did come out wearing Hawaiian shirts as well and sunglasses. Like, he was proto... It was proto-rock. It definitely was proto rock. That's fascinating, but let's not let's not continue on this subject. Let's yes, yes, go, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's I go on a rant about my absolute fears for the future of of archive preservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Ali. Uh, yeah. 
what a talented dude and just like the, even, the, the thing that with all this is like they know how talented that dude is so it's probably well, the reason why they're say, not getting rid of they don't they don't want to get rid of him because the thing i've always found weird is that like obviously there's a whole thing about like they had the thing about like the story they're gonna do about lee he gets injured then kofi mania happens mm-hmm. yes. but then also there's the other one about where they're like yep yeah, you know what we're going to give him money in the bank. Just get the rocket on. And then at the last minute, apparently they went, yeah, you know what? We're giving that Brock Lesnar instead. Yeah, just as Ali was about I, to make his entrance. And, and, I, fi- and, I, and I find it so weird mm. <laughs> that they were like, they, they clearly at previous points have been like, you know what? Like, we know we can do this. And they just go, you know what? No. <laughs> Yeah. In the words of me, Gene Oakland, fuck it. It is just confusing to me, and I'm not going to wade that whole debate that people started up where they were like, is Mustafa Ali World Championship quality or whatever? And my reason for that is wrestling is a unique business. Mm-hmm. You say the least, yes. <laughs> uh, and I feel like one, it's this thing, I feel like a lot of fans forget, but they're like, oh, no, that person's no good. They could never be champion. But, like, it's the company's job to make you mm. like them and to make them seem believable. Yeah. Yeah, huh? So, like, yeah, if they if they look at that person and go, you know what, I don't think they could be champion, you're not going to look at them and go, yeah, they're definitely a champion. Like, yeah. you see where I'm coming from with this oh, angle, no, no, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's, it, it is the company... It is the promotion's job to make you like someone. <laughs> yeah, I feel for no fault. Of, I, I feel not. It's even, no fault of it. It's no fault of his own. Especially, yeah, and I feel like just through his 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 actions alone, that isn't that hasn't been like you know a mandate from the company. I think he's been one of the most naturally kind of like over baby faces, and one of the most sympathetic wrestlers that the company's had in a very long time. Yeah. I think. The, I think the biggest thing is is that I think there's stories that Ali could tell. And like like he said in his uh, message about asking for his release, he has stories that he wants to tell and can tell, but maybe necessarily can't within the confines of WWE. Yeah. Mm. But also I think, I think the biggest thing out of it for a lot of people is that you cannot look at him and say he did not try his absolute hardest with Crumb. everything he got crumbs on yeah. a bicycle he did good lord yeah. he tried so so hard um and i feel like most of the times he was given an opportunity he he did he did nine times out of ten he really did well like some of yeah. these promos are tremendous if you go out of your way and watch them he's it's really just... gifted on the mic like he's yeah. really gifted yeah, it's just it's just like everything feels that had to have stalled. I mean, really, for me, the chance of the chance wasn't that elimination chamber, although you know, mm. but but for me, the chance was really his programs with Andrade. Like that was the time, and it yeah. just didn't happen for reasons that like are complicated. Some to of say it, the least. <laughs> yeah, like like some of some of it you some of it's bad luck. Some yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he got the blade job? 
Like, but if he, would... if genuinely, if he did, then by all means, pop off, King. Just do, just do your stuff. Because yeah. honestly, I think he, the the role like in question that they had advertised almost seemed like okay. They're looking for someone like Mustafa Ali. So why don't you just go for Mustafa Ali? To which he was like, "All right, I'm gonna. All right, then Marvel, your your move then." <laughs> and if they did, like just like with uh, Simu Lu, how he got Shang Chi. I mean, listen, do what you want, King. <laughs> yeah, so it's just you, you want, let's go. You want, like, like you like you you want you want enough money to buy two houses. I mean. No ethical, no ethical consumption under capitalism, my dude. Go off. I was gonna like, say, I, I say, but like, it's like, is it a thing? It's like, look, is is that is that being ethical? No, but I, but I will never stop you from getting the bag that you are rightfully deserve. Mm. There's also a part of me. Did we? Did you ever hear the story of? Um, I think it might have been. It might have been Punk that said that they were gonna give him like a movie or something, or that he would have been approached to do a movie. It might have been Mox actually as well. Yeah. They approached someone for a movie, uh, some company, uh, to approach one of them for the for the role. To which WWE replied with, "Do you really want him for the role? We could give you Randy, or we could give you Roman." There's a part of me that go that's thinking, if that is the case with Blade, I bet you Ali said, "All right, I may get this role," but said, and then WWE went, "Do you really want him? What about Roman? He looks South Asian." Oof, oof, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not, see, the, the, see, the thing about the thing him. about that though, right? I always find hilarious because, like, again, it's like there's a thing of like, oh no. WWE is more about entertainment. Mm. You cannot approach an entertainment world by being like, by having someone that's going for casting and being like, look, we want this person. <laughs> and then going, actually, I think you want this one. And because I can tell you that cast is probably going to look in your face and go, no, we want the person that we've chosen. Like, you don't. So give don't... us them. Yeah. Or, think... we'll ju- or we'll just look elsewhere. Mm. I I really hope that isn't the case because I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not. Oh man! All I'm saying is this: I'm supporting Ali the whole way because this happened to Luke Harper and Adrian Neville or uh, Adrian Neville. So Mm. he's got my support. Side side semi conspiracy theory. (laughs) Oh, here comes the tinfoil. No, 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 no. Stay with me on this. Okay. This is a pathway for Ali to get wrestlers SAG after protection. Just like Terry Funk and Jesse Ventura. Yes. You know what? If he's playing the long game here, then <laughs> <laughs> that 4D chess. He's been this on the 9,000 IQ shit. He's been on the phone to Jesse Ventura, isn't he? About about Unionize. You did represent. He's like, if I, he's like, if I get into Blade, I can join SAG after and get protections. I do. I will. I will. I will fucking laugh out loud if the formation of unions is because of Mustafa fucking Ali. Getting cast in Blade. <laughs> it's like I may not have had WrestleMania, but I got something different. <laughs> you just, you, like, we're, just, we're, just, we're just there, and we're like twenty-five years in the future, and we're like. Man, it's so good that wrestlers have unions now, and we just have to look back at Mustafa Ali getting cast in Blade. 
That is some domino effects right oh. there. <laughs> I tell you, six months from now, when he's in Blade, he'll be he'll be friends with Andrew Yang, and he'll get that bill passed through with Joe Biden. <laughs> we will see how that goes down. <laughs> oh man, so. Uh, guys, I feel like we have to talk about this since we're on the news part. Okay. Gunther. Do you know what, even again, I forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> and that's so dumb because it's fucking Gunther. Or Gunther. Gunther. Yes. Um, mm. See, mm. Right. okay, A... There's a whole lot of stuff that is wrapped up into this thing, including the original trademark, which has now been abandoned. Yes. Um, and all the discussion. And I'm going to say this as far too many people who seem far too apologetic for a company almost using the name of a Nazi officer. Mm-hmm. And my, and my real angle for this is people being like, and I'm... I'm quoting what other people have said here. I want to make this expressly clear. <laughs> oh, it was only about at the end of the war. Google exists, right? <laughs> and and people use it, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think that someone would have seen it and gone, that's probably not a good idea, and just kiboshed it there. Yes. I, I don't know why people feel the need to... A, apologize for a company doing this <laughs> because capitalism. <laughs> and, yeah. and B, why people need to make a thing of like, oh, well, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been that bad, really. I really don't under- think you understand the conversation that we're having here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, listen, I, like, there are only so many names in the world. Yes. I, I, you know, I will, I will grant you a mistake <laughs> in the era of Google. That becomes lesser so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> However, I feel like my, I feel like my point, like, oh, how could they know? I'm like, no. my dudes. Mm. Nazi Germany <laughs> is one of the most historically. <laughs> study times in all of human history for very I, I also just want to be that guy just because people were quibbling about it up until the announcement of the trademark the profile for that specific officer was the primary response on google <laughs> yeah see 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 it's that that kind of like mm-mm, no no and then this is like a separate thing right which is I, I guess I would have no issue with it, and a lot of people would not have much issue with it. But there's also the thing to unpack of um, Americanized media using Gunther or Gunther as like the inherent joke German name. Yep. 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 So I don't see how people look confused like, well, it's just a name. And I'm like, yes, but you have to understand in media, in your country, it has become the default joke name. Yes, because I still think to this day some Americans will associate Germans with Nazis. 
And that is yeah. a gross misrepresentation because, of German people nowadays. Because, it, because it's the thing is, right, for people over here, I saw lots of European content, like, well, it's not that bad. But that's because for us, I think for us, I would say, like, the, the stereotypical German name is Hans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, if there, if there is a German in the piece of British media, they're probably going to be called Hans. <laughs> or Jurgen Klopp. That is potentially <laughs> also true. Jurgen is that very is, popular. That is but true. But so I'm there, and people are like, oh, but, like, it still works. Oh, his name was Walter. I'm like, yes, but for decades, Walter has not been known as a joke. <laughs> and Walter's yes. Austrian! I keep telling this. I mean, yeah, Austrian. And yeah, this is this no, is a whole separate discussion, sake. which is Walter is also Austrian, not German. For fuck's sake! For fuck's sake. Uh, I feel like I don't know. For my like, I I said like when I threw my two cents out into the ether of the internet, it just seems like it seems really counterproductive at this time for the company to give Walter. A man who's been established on WWE television, a man who has had iconic matches in takeovers. He's been part of Survivor Series. He was on Monday Night Raw. He's been on the main roster for crying out loud a couple of times here and there. Why change his name now? Yeah. It's like... Everyone knows him as Volta. Like... Do you really need... I mean, I know what they're going to say, but... Do you really need the copyright that badly my guy this is this this is a true 100% stinks of WWE creative decision they literally just want that copyright that's the remember how we spoke spoke before about um, the impact of capital affecting creative integrity (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is one of the things we were talking about (laughs) wow man I wonder how much that's going to cost Volta now to actually have his ring gear bloody changed now to have Gunther on his trunks. He should have just just stuck to having Imperium on the back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. God fucking damn it. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, Do you think they're going to change it? No, they're not going to. They're going to to be stubborn on this whole thing and going to ride this. What do you think would happen... If Volta was like, I'm I'm gone. I I wouldn't blame him. No, who I wouldn't blame. Because I for. I think that could really mess up WWE away. I mean, because uh, just as most people said, you can see the exact moment when his heart breaks when he says the name Gunther. Mm. <laughs> um. So honestly, I think that would put a, that would really. That would really put a spanner in the works if Volta would say, you know what, I've had enough of this. I'm out like, of it. I'm done. You can take your gun for and shove it up your Gunter. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised. He, I'm surprised. I would not be surprised if this was the last straw. I wouldn't be. We'll find out. I feel, I'm going to say, it's. It'll. I know, you know, it's been documented. It's been told in news that Triple H is... Um, Triple H is not feeling great at the moment. Not because of his condition, but because... You think. His... You fucking think. Because, yeah, not because of his condition. He's gone, he's gone right? I think mean, he said he had, like, a heart murmur or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's been hospitalized for, like, a long period. He comes back. Could you imagine, right, that you go into hospital 
for some kind of incident, right? You've been, your body's been under a lot of stress. You come back to the, like, okay, we're going to take you home now. And you come home and then someone's redecorated your entire house. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm like, you're doing this to a man with a heart condition. That's my only thought. You, you Like, animals. he just goes in, he just goes into the production room and sees Bruce Pritchard's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you could just hear, you just could hear Triple H's heart go. It's like I, it's like I don't know if I'm ever going to, ever going to actually be able to wrestle a retirement match and hear this fucking shit is happening. God damn it! Oh well, yeah, I feel all I, of again, my, all you of feel my, sorry. Oh, you, got, yeah. you got to feel sorry for Sean as well. So how the fuck am I going to explain this to Paul? <laughs> yeah. It's like literally, literally, he's gonna come back, and it's like all the people I'd want to wrestle for the last time are gone. You assholes! Oh, hey, I was gonna Where's say, Will? I was gonna say, yeah, uh, something about your backroom staff as well. <laughs> Just, oh man! All I'm saying is, I'm not blaming Conrad Thompson because I love Conrad and his stuff. He's done for the podcast game is incredible, but Conrad. I'm just saying, because of something to wrestle, you may you may have put the first nail in the coffin <laughs> for the WW. <laughs> I'm just saying, Conrad. <laughs> now I love you, buddy. You do some great work in the podcast game. <laughs> oh man, can we talk? I was gonna say, can we talk about something positive, or is or, or is it gonna or is it only gonna get worse? <laughs> I think we're good here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I mean, of course, the, the news came out recently about Leo Rush's contract with AEW. He's, yeah. he's coming up very soon, and he's a free agent. Best of luck to the guy. He's going to do well, as as he always does. He's always bounced back wherever he goes and where he belongs. So I always feel like, like Leo's always been a really... He's a really talented dude. He's just had such really bad cards dealt for him. A lot of that going round. Yeah, a lot of that going round. Now, but I wish him nothing but the best of luck. He's going to do great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with that, I, are we done with the news? Mm-hmm. We are done with the news. Okay, going to head on over to recommendation corner. Ridden, do you have a recommendation this week? Guys, how do you feel about being so fucking busy you barely have a recommendation? <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> oh, you're in luck, because I actually do have one. Hey! <laughs> Guys, how do you feel about Power Rangers? Oh, okay, this is... This uh, is well, uh, it it, depend, it depends which, what we're talking about here. Are we talking about the mm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? The very same. Good. <clears throat> Then yes. Feel good about it. Feel good about it. Well, you're in luck. Recently, and as in I believe like either two or three weeks ago, the Power Rangers RPG came out. Oh. Tabletop oh, wow. RPG. Yeah, boy. Allowing you to party like it is 1993. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Does this mean that you'll be able to set up a game with Jason David Frank soon, then? Legitimately, yes. <laughs> I mean, all right, we're gonna we'll tweet we'll tweet at Jason and just be like, look, we love Power Rangers. We realise there's a tabletop game. Reardon over here is a DM. Oh man, oh I'd play, I'd run the shit out of that. But 
Yes, the Power Rangers RPG allows you to create your very own Power Ranger. Zords and all. Oh, oh yes. It is. Oh, I have yeah. been looking over the system. It is a D20 system, but it's um, called, I believe, the Essence system, where it uses all manner of dice. It seems like a pretty straightforward system from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, in my gaming group, we will be playing an aquatic-themed... Ooh, nice! Yeah, an, yeah, an aquatic-themed uh, ranger team, of which I hope to be playing the yellow squid ranger. <laughs> with... <laughs> With with twin tentacle whip powers, it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so great. And some and, people would say a little kinky, but no, I digress. I, I mean, you know, but the, you know, it's a family yeah, show. That, so. That's that's the problem that you take when you go into this. Yes, mm, that is that is exactly the problem. But I am excited to have a playthrough of that. And the game seems real fun. Um, there are a few things missing that will be, you know brought out via like supplemental material mm. so keep an eye on that but i'm i'm definitely excited to play and that will be my recommendation if you want to roll some roll some dice and go zut zut hoya at the top of your lungs nice or <laughs> i don't think we all know what we want to do yes whilst doing a backflip yeah as we all want to yeah. do when we're watching multi-morphin power yeah yes oh all righty then with that being all done and said, let us get on with our review of WCW and Monday Nitro from the 25th of September, 2000. Yes, chaps, we are right in the doldrums of 2000's WCW. <laughs> and oh boy, does it show on this Nitro. <laughs> but before oh, we God. get into that, would you like to know what was going on in the world, according to Big Big bad Davy Meltzer over at the Wrestling Observer. I am very curious because the night because the nineties have not ended yet, even in the year two thousand. So <laughs> I'm very curious as to what the hell is going on then. <laughs> okay, so the September twenty fifth uh, edition of the Wrestling Observer has some really interesting headlines. The main one being the Delaware Supreme Court ruled against the USA Network in their appeal to prevent WWF from accepting the Viacom deal. This decision makes it official that the World Wrestling Federation is moving to TNN next week, ending the 17-year WWF-USA relationship. Huh. This also means <coughs> that, uh, well, Viacom have to bum-rush themselves to advertise WWF coming over to their channel. It also means that ECW are gone from TNN. Yeah. I was going to say. And during the last Raw on USA, Jim Ross mentioned apparently 17 times that this was the last episode on the USA and completely plugged the move to TNN. <laughs> Hyping the... Good old JR. <laughs> Of course, USA were pretty pissed about this, and they would in order yes. them to stop constantly referencing TNN. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, it's a shitty thing to do. So, you ex- and as Dave says here, during the next few days, expect Viacom to bombard all of the media outlets with as much promotion, because moving yes. from a number one na- rated network to a number 15 rated network, they're gonna need all the promotion that they can get. 
This puts WCW at a golden opportunity to put their best foot forward for this week's cup for this upcoming Nitro and hopefully gain some much needed ground. <laughs> Remember what's coming up in the main event. Yeah. Vince Russo versus Booker T for the WCW Champion. We need to gain some ground. Let's just book a bunch of matches that don't even make five minutes. So according to Dave as well, for WECW, this may open the door for them to continue negotiations with the USA Network. What an, I- what an idea that that person had that that would ever happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I'm just thinking, right, like ECW on TNN was like obviously nowhere near where ECW was like previously, or they did sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking about like the USA network seeing Tajiri versus Super Crazy and being like, yeah, we'll have that. <laughs> I mean we've got nothing else. I mean we've got a wrestling slot open. Might as well just fill it with anything. <laughs> uh of course this also comes Although with I will new- I will say, right? I mean obviously this is American networks. Mm-hmm. I imagine that ECW would bang on like channel five at like one in the morning. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they had a short run on on Bravo in this country for I think it was about ninety eight. Yeah, but like Bravo. Yeah, but like Bravo was really a B Tech channel. Yes, no, it absolutely. I, yeah, was. true. I yeah, it was. I see your one a.m. channel five, Dan, and I yeah. raise you. 11 p.m. channel oh, four. Yes. yes. See, see, that's. That is like one hundred percent true. If it was like eleven PM channel four, then ECW would have been like huge hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ECW would have been fucking massive in this country. Uh, <laughs> so this also comes with the announcement that TNN had rebranded themselves from the Nashville network to the national network. Um, I mean, cool. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> So, uh, also, there's a little bit of news from Full Brawl. The crowd was 8,600 through the gate, but only half of that were paid, and the rest were comp tickets. Oh, boy. Uh, Dave also notes the excitement that people had within the company when the Nitro rating last week was much higher than usual, and points out obviously didn't mean dick when it came to ticket sales. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's great here. This this is quite a good uh, this is quite a good sentence here uh, that could be used for 2022. TV ratings are nice, but it's a vanity metric. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I am so happy that that quote exists. I'm going to use that all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because like it's it's a thing worth saying, right? Like obviously, there's all this talk about TV ratings now. Mm. Whereas, like, we're at, like, the tail end of WCW, mm-hmm. kind of, in this point. They were still pulling, like, a 3.0. Yep. <laughs> and, like, they're like, oh, TNA is failing, and they're doing, like, a 1, you know, they're doing, like, a 1.9 to, like, one point, like 1.3. Yeah. Meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> wrestling now, and, like, yeah, Raw did a 0.9... it's crazy like also the only people that care about tv ratings are advertisers so 
and Dave Meltzer. Hey, I mean, that is true. <laughs> so the current plan for uh, All Japan uh, and the Triple Grand title is to hold a tournament, which is at this time expected to be won by Toshiaki Kawada. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman has officially signed into law the bill to regulate so-called extreme wrestling. Now, this bill <laughs> bans children under 18 from attending extreme wrestling shows. I mean, that's an entirely fair precaution to take. Funny enough, this bill doesn't affect DCW. Which was I'm categ- sorry. Okay. Which was categorised as one of the three major companies that are exempt for the law. The other two, of course, being WWF and WCW. The okay. Big- so, wait a minute. Wait a so, minute. The company called Extreme Championship Wrestling is exempt from a bill to try and stop children attending extreme wrestling events. Yes. I want to know how that happened because there is no way okay. on there are, there are only two no, no, conditions no. on which I will accept this. <laughs> One, that governor was an ECW fan that went to events with her children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or two, when she signed that in, she was only ever told about the initials ECW and had no idea what they were. Would you be surprised to know that this was a not-so-subtle effort to drive Jersey All-Pro and CZW out of the out of the state? Oh, wow, I, I, mean, man. I mean, of course it absolutely was. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but also, you're forgetting about another really big company that exists right next door to you mm-hmm. that happens to like to come over to do shows. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm like, I want to know how that happened because there's no way at that time that Paul Heyman had enough money to bribe her. There's no way. No, no, he was bouncing He's... checks and wrestlers were not yeah. getting paid. Yeah, exactly. So I really want to know who, who, what backroom deal happened to pull that off? Because it wasn't McMahon. Like, McMahon did it for himself, probably. Mm. Like, fair. <laughs> Ted Turner, Ted Turner, he got the money. Paul Heyman? How did he not get hit by that? That's insane. That's, that's, why, I'm, I'm, that's insane. what I am saying, right? That surely the person was there and went, well, I guess they're the third biggest, and then they just never inquired into what ECW stood for. That's the only. That's the only explanation. <laughs> there was a person on the team that knew about ECW and went Eastern Championship Wrestling. Ah, <laughs> oh, this will some be wrestling a- lore for you. This is an interesting oh. one for you, chaps. Monday Night Raw did well in the ratings, but uh, even despite facing competition from the uh, Sydney Olympics and Monday Night Football but they had one segment that was a major bomb. A Mick Foley promo uh, trying to get George W. Bush and Al Gore to appear on SmackDown for a presidential debate. This was right before the main event and caused a full 700,000 homes to change the channel, which was unheard at the time for a Monday Night Raw episode. Oh, poor Foley. Oh, Respect- respectfully, mm. who is going to want to watch a presidential debate on a wrestling show? <laughs> no, again, I hear you. That's the logical thing, and yet I still feel kind of bad. Oh no, I feel her. I feel so bad for Mick Foley because they went. They said to him, "Go out there and say this. It will one hundred percent work." <laughs> 
So, some little bits before we get to like a couple of notes with WCW. A couple of interesting things here. OVW, Shelton Benjamin is apparently really popular with the backroom staff at this time. As you should be. Apparently, uh, some people are saying, even Jim Cornette saying that Benjamin's progressing even faster than Kurt Angle was. And he believes he's guaranteed a big star. Brock Lesnar. If I speak, I, if I speak, I'm in big trouble about <laughs> about that whole arrangement. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar hasn't debuted on TV, but Randy Orton actually did, and they're also strongly pushing a wrestler called Leviathan, who would turn out to be Batista. Oh man! Rightfully so. And would you believe that Cornette actually made a correct prediction here, saying that Batista would headline WrestleMania within the next five years? He was right oh. on the money. Five years Batista. later, would main event WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, so WCW. How do you how do you look at Batista and go, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, okay, so notes from Nitro from the last week. They emanated from Canada. Uh, it, building was mostly full. Uh, held about five thousand people. Most of them were there to see Lance Storm, who got a massive pop, and Bret Hart. And they mercifully booed Goldberg out of the building. Despite, because of course, this was way, way a little bit after um, Goldberg had thrust kicked uh, Brett in the face. I did that awful thing. Uh, Mark Madden had to apologise to Lou Fez. And I will get on to Mark Madden soon enough, because God, <laughs> God is an awful commentator. For his comment on Nitro that week, where he joked about Lou Fez beating up women. Apparently he was joking oh. and that he had a ton of respect for Lou Fez. That doesn't sound like something someone who had a ton of respect for someone would say. Mm. Uh, WCW is currently pitching an angle for Vampiro to team with Billy Idol in a feud against Mike Awesome and David Cassidy of the Partridge family. Okay, alright. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, <laughs> I, I know you as a person... Are you sure you're not on smack right now? I, I, I am I am damn certain. I am damn certain I am not on any... I refuse to believe that that was a real consideration that real people had. Yep. It's really... I'm like, it never happened, that, but that, this was a I'm thing. I'm sorry. That had to have been part of a smear campaign. Like, I'm sorry. That like... cannot be a real statement that someone said in, in full vested truth. Mm. I'm sorry. Listen, as someone... Who really does like Billy Idol quite a lot? Two thousand. Mm-hmm. Billy Idol. Yep. In the new millennium. Yep. I. <laughs> <laughs> what? What even? What? What even? Like. Mm-hmm. like I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Should, should I carry on, like, list down some of the other, like, various... Yeah, go ahead. It, yeah, it yeah. can't get more ridiculous than that, surely, right? Uh, okay, so DDP's likely to be bring, brought back onto TV soon. Okay, uh, good. WCW have finally got off their asses, decided to make some Booker T merch. Mm-hmm. The Nazi twins, sorry, the Harris twins, sorry, taped segments for the Maury Povich show. Goldberg was on an episode of The Daily Show. Of course. And Gene Oakland was apparently pitched a gimmick where he was going to be a grumpy old man that swears a lot. Scott Steiner I, and Kevin Nash okay, are on their best that, behaviour at the moment. 
that that grumpy old man gimmick just go into New York and say, find someone and say, I will give you money just to be yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, bad. So, yeah, Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash are on their best behavior right now because there's concern, there's concerns and airs about a regime change that could come at any time. A lot of people apparently in the back in WCW are pushing for John Laurinaitis to replace Vin- Vince Russo. I don't even know if that's better or worse. I mean, that is almost a parallel move <laughs> the only person now who's really stirring shit up is goldberg who's said to be openly pissed about pretty much everything and isn't shy about expressing it and in quotes here yeah even Thousand. goldberg has since admitted that he was frustrated and probably wasn't very pleasant to be back uh, be around back then <laughs> i mean 2000 wcw what do you expect and here's the most messed up thing and i'll lo- and i'll end with this one for the observer notes Conan's deal at this time, he had had tricep surgery a few months ago and has no business being back in the ring. But World Championship Wrestling has cut his paycheck in half, so he's had to come back and start wrestling. But here's the problem. Doctors haven't cleared him for, haven't cleared him yet because, uh, well, uh, oh God. Well, they haven't cleared him for a full bill of help because, well, you know, he's still fucked up. Mm. Um, anyway. Because he doesn't have his medical release, WCW is still only giving him half his pay. They're allowing him to wrestle still, but they're still paying him half the money because he hasn't got a full clean bill of health. Jeez. It's, that is screwed up in so many ways. That is horrific. It's oh, just oh, that is something. Something's neat. Something said about that. Yeah. But on that note, let's get on to uh, let's get on to WCW Nitro from the twenty fifth of September two thousand, emanating from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York, USA. Yes, the main event. This is his hometown. Hometown hero Vince Russo is finally is going for his childhood dream of being WCW champion when he goes up against Booker T in a caged heat match. God, it just it sounds so bad saying that. I'm sorry, caged heat. Caged heat, yes. which is basically a cage match, but it's like a hell in a cell. Right. I'm sorry because when you said caged, caged heat, I I thought you, I almost thought you said canned heat, and I, I was about to go, what the fuck does Jamiroquai have to do with this? I was about to say, got canned heat in my hands and that thing, thing. No, <laughs> live show. Like, honestly, Jamiroquai being there would have made as much sense as everything else on this show. So oh, crumbs, yeah. Oh, you're oh, right. Crumbs, yes. <laughs> you're right. You're uh, right. <laughs> I don't have a number uh, for the, how many were in attendance, but it needless to say, it was not sold out. A TV rating of 2.9 over on the TNT network. Commentary by the team of Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, and apparently TV's most se- the sexiest big man, Mark Madden. Oh, we'll get into Mark Madden, as I said. Fact checkers have determined that this statement is a lie. <laughs> Um, not the greatest trio if you ask me I still feel that the the trio of Tony Schiavone Bobby Heenan and Mike Tanay was the greatest trio that WCW had in their commentary team yeah and I will stand by I will will stand by my belief that Mike Tanay is absolutely goaded but yes but let's get straight on to this. We go to a cold open of Vince Russo proclaiming his dream of being WCW champion with Jeremy Borash narrating and proclaiming his undefeated record. And I quote, 
Uh, I, and I quote, This is his night. This is his moment. This is his destiny. <laughs> okay. I, I feel there's a, right. there's, there's a little segment in this like opening package of Kevin Nash's face. It says it all, really. Uh, uh, like, it is just pure, utter confusion. And I don't even think that Kevin Nash was acting <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Okay. Kevin Nash was just being Kevin Nash. <laughs> yes, absolutely. At this point, especially. Okay, we cut to JB, Jeremy Borash, and Vince pulling up to the Nassau Coliseum in a limousine with security surrounding them, and basically just JB just bigging him up to v- Russo, just telling him to shut the hell up. And here comes. I was fully expecting the, you know, the da 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 da, da the classic Nitro one. No. No, this is 2000, and it's that weird techno intro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> All I'm saying is there's some weird shots here. There's one moment of Kevin Nash in a weird close-up, and his eyes flash. Like, it's like, <laughs> he's like some real, like, Fist of the North Star shit going on with Kevin Nash. <laughs> and then we get some weird close-up of Sean O'Hare kind of, like, screaming, but it zooms into his mouth. <laughs> And then we get the course, the oblig, of course, being two thousands wrestling, the obligatory excessive use of pyro to open up the oh, show. Oh yeah, but that's just part of the course. Oh and, yeah. Oh my god, what a, what a like a bittersweet line here from Tony Schiavone. Our sixth year on w on, on TNT for Monday Nitro. Oh Tony, if little did you know, you wouldn't be on for much longer. Yeah, I was gonna say, wow, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> And so, I mean, we're straight into it. After that, boom. Ah, forget about it. Big Vito's coming out with a stickball bat, which leads to our first match. All about his opponent and former partner beating seven bells of crap out of one another, all whilst Vito's sister Maria is watching along in the audience. Of course. Of course, as you do. Not five minutes in, and I'm already getting fucking annoyed by Mark Madden's commentary. All it is, right, is yeah. he's trying to find a cheap laugh, but also stereo- is also very stereotypical and trying to be offensive as well. I say trying. Oh, it just gets worse here. Okay, so we, this brings us to our first match. Johnny the Ball Stamboli versus Big Vito in a stickball bat versus kendo stick match. The stipulation is, I'm guessing they can use a stickball bat and a kendo stick, but any other weapon, I'm guessing that means it's a disqualification. Um, I, this is why I hate those matches where they're like, it's a kendo stick match, and then someone just whaps out a chair, and I'm like, well, what was the point in that then? Just call it an Extreme Rules or a Hardcore match. Mm-hmm. So we get straight into the action. Vito cut, hits a uh, Johnny Stamboli with a stickball bat. Vito grabs, then grabs the Kendo stick and starts hitting. I mean, he's whipping. He is beating seven bells of crap out of Johnny the Bull with this one. We get a big Ricky Steamboat chop <laughs> from Vito with a big swing. And now Vito is in control. He's v- in full control. We have a big fr- uh, throat thrust to the corner, a la Kane. Vito turns his back and receives a big clothesline from the ball. Johnny then decides to do what Vito did and lays in uh, kendo stick shots to Vito's back and he welts his back. Something fierce. These are two big boys. These are two very, very big boys. But that comes to uh, Vito being thrown into the corner and Johnny the Bull twatting Vito right on the back of his head with the kendo stick. (laughs) Like, he, like, full odds, like, 
black. And you can see Vita going, oh, right, that fucking hurt. That really fucking hurt. <laughs> but then we get, of course, <laughs> the big swing for swing encounter. Vita with the yeah. stick ball bat, Johnny with the kendo stick, and they just go, swing, out, swing, out, swing, out, swing, out. Vito wins that encounter. Low blow from the ball, and Vito kicks him into the ropes, and as they continue to hit him with kendo shots. It's Reno? Oh, this is the bloke with the weird rat tail from the natural brawn Yes. <laughs> he makes a run in for his stable mate, Johnny the Ball, and hits Vito with the kendo stick, throws him into the steps, uh, and then goes into the uh, Tree of Woe. Apparently, during this, apparently it's I quit rules instead of a free count. Thanks, yeah, this is Tony. what I, I mean. I didn't know that. It, it, it's yeah. just like... <laughs> Every single bit about this match just like adds an extra layer of feeling complicated to it. <laughs> so being tied up in the tree of woe, his sister Maria jumps over the guardrail, covers Vito to give Johnny the win. Apparently, I'm guessing it's an Maria... I quit match. Remember, I'm guessing Maria was the theoretical towel, maybe. I mean, it's never explained actually how this uh, by how this ended because we cut abruptly to a backstage segment with JB and Russo talking as also as always and going to a break incredibly quick. Nothing matched this. One out of five, and that's being generous for this one. Oh yeah, it, it, it to be honest, it can get like a half star. <laughs> I'm being generous purely because it's like Vito and Johnny the Bull and then we realise where Johnny the Bull is in a few Mm -hmm. years time it's killer spelled backwards guys killer spelled backwards indeed we come back to the break to Tony, Scott and Mark Madden TV's best looking big man this is what I put here fuck right off (laughs) that man is not Kevin Nash (laughs) (laughs) this then goes into a video package of david flair trying to find the father of stacy keebler's baby i forgot that this was a thing at the time (laughs) (laughs) and so we're we're not at it yet because i think it's a bit that can't it's a bit that comes up later but it's one of my it's possibly one of my favorite things in wrestling where it's fucking David Flair and they've got like the camera inside the car mm-hmm. and he fucking drives to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, we'll get to... <laughs> Trying to find the dad of his kid. So, it's so funny. In the first one, David decides to go to a payphone and find the address. Because remember a time when he actually had to use phone books to find an address? Yeah, I know. <laughs> On a payphone. Good God, that made that age this something fierce. Uh, but then we cut back to the arena. We get back at the Nassau Coliseum. And holy slap nuts is Jeff Jarrett. And Scott yeah. Steiner. It's slap nuts. Our business has picked up, baby. Two of our favourite people. Now listen up to all of my little slap nuts. I'm glad that that didn't go over. Get, get over yeah. the crap. Thank Christ. Here I was thinking, we were thinking, oh, this is a typical Double J and Scott Steiner promo. Oh no, they're just putting over Vince Russo. <laughs> to be honest, I think I think WCW, even at this time, wouldn't have been able to handle the concept of just Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett being themselves in a promo. No, that's true. I mean, for one thing, it would the, the promos would be as long as Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. So... Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know if they could do that. I mean, Scott does have a very interesting point here. He go. He says, "You boo me, but you cheer for the Giants and the Jets." <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes out Vince Russo. And oh my goodness, he's cutting a babyface promo, a hometown hero babyface promo. Huh. Yes, that's interesting. There's no, there was no other way he was ever going to see himself in this situation. And then up until he says, now I call home Atlanta, Georgia. And there we go. (laughs) Just imagine, right? You're in New York. You are in your hometown. And you're like, you all love me because I'm from here. And go, my other home is Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) Do you think anyone in New York's gonna care <laughs> or almost, even like it? Almost New Yorkers a... are like Londoners. We're fiercely defensive of the place we come from. Yes. <laughs> also, whilst he's wearing a Giants jersey as well. <laughs> Why is this man? <laughs> Thank goodness we get Sting and Booker T stopping the proceedings, though. Uh, they're up on the. Uh, I get. Well, we actually we call it the Turnertron because uh, remember Titantron yeah. is is copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> and Sting uh, tells uh, tells uh, Vince Russo to look behind him, and who should be in the crowd but a returning Goldberg, doing the shield spot where he's back in the audience, <laughs> and it goes to break of Vince Russo losing his goddamn well Scott Steiner and Vince Russo losing their goddamn minds about Goldberg being back. Yeah, <clears throat> and we cut to the we're back from break, and we find Chronic, the team of Brian Clark and Brian Adams. Who remembers Chronic? (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately, Undertaker does, because he did a solid for his friend Brian Adams, and look what happened to him. Yes. They are interrupted by by Mike Sanders, who is an advocate for Vince Russo. He states, because of Chronic's actions last week on Thunder, that they are out of the upcoming Tag Team Battle Royale. We look man, like they they re- they really missed out, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, and we cut to the ring immediately, where all of the teams in this battle royale are in the ring. We have <laughs> the natural brawn thrillers of Sean O'Hare and Mark Jindrak. We have the filthy animals Hoovy and Rey Mysterio. Free count, all members of Free Count: Shane Helms, yep. <laughs> Shannon Moore, and Evan Courageous. There's, it, there's a trio in this tag team battle royale where every other team has two people. Yes, we have oh. that. We have the Nazi twins. Sorry, yes. the Harris brothers. Sorry, uh, the misfits. That's all you're talking. <laughs> we have the misfits in action, and uh, which was Chavo Guerrero and. Oh, what was the other guy's name? It was Sergeant Awol. There we go. Yeah. And then we have, oh gosh, we have the Young Dragons, Kaz Hayashi and Jamie Sun, which was a masked Jamie Noble. John, the part that hurts me about this the most, mm-hmm. they spell it with a J, which doesn't even work. <laughs> yes, but the Young Dragons. Yeah. Because yes. then they'd be the Jung Dragons. It doesn't work. America. (laughs) So I'm not really going to give you much information of this because it was really hard to keep up. But what I will say is Chronic interfere in this match and start eliminating uh, teams, even though, like, they're not part of the match. The eliminations are being counted, Reardon. 
Well, it, it's, oh, it's, it's okay. he was right, so maybe one of my favorite cage match entries, which is, like, it says, like, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare eliminate the Young Dragons. <laughs> they eliminate free count. And it just goes, uh, the Harris brothers are eliminated. <laughs> the Misfits in Action are eliminated. <laughs> the Misfits in Action are eliminated. <laughs> oh, bad. It doesn't say by who. It, it just were. You know what makes me laugh, though, is that we fight. We, it, I'm so glad we're doing WCW because we get a Doug Dillinger alert, the head of WCW security. And by God, do they go extra. They handcuff oh, yeah. Chronic and they mace the shit out of them. <laughs> Like, security was shooting on them like they spray the hell out of chronic with mace <laughs> and then they again handcuff them and throw them out of the uh, of, of the uh, arena but, and then we get disco inferno interrupting with a fucking plastic duck which he, co- he coined the disco duck and this man has the gall to say that wrestlers now don't know how to get over and he came out with the disco duck <laughs> every time i find out i go back and watch more of this man i feel like i hate him more <laughs> have you ever worked oh, <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> eventually for all of this silliness happening uh the natural born thrillers eliminate uh the filthy animals for the win and mark jindrak and sean o'hare are new WCW Tag Team Champions. Again, I, I'm giving it, I'm going to give this one a half star because there was nothing in this yeah. match except, I guess, Doug Diddiger coming out and basing <laughs> the shit out of Chronic. <laughs> uh, it, it gets... See, uh, now, now we go the opposite way of where, as a match, it gets a half star, but I'm giving it one star, an extra half star because it has Sean O'Hare in it. <laughs> All right, fair. I've actually no, I, that is that is. I don't. Fair. I don't know what it is about him. I just really like Sean O'Hare. <laughs> Sean O'Hare, one of the biggest missed opportunities in professional wrestling, if you ask me. One billion percent. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Next, we have a backstage segment, bigging up the upcoming WCW bikini contest, and oh, would you believe it? It's Mean Gene Oakland with Howard Stern's Quack Pack. Oh. Oh, gosh. You know what this means, though, Dan, don't you? Yeah. You know what this means. We'll find out later. We will we'll surprise Reardon with this. <laughs> so here comes like the, the Quack Pack are interrupted by Kevin Nash and his natural born thrillers, which, by the way, Nash gets one amazing line here. He says, I just want to say one thing, and he goes to Beetlejuice. Elix, it's good to see you, buddy. I feel so bad for Elix Skipper, but it's it's so good. God damn it, Kevin. You're too damn good with that. Kevin Nash is actually hilarious, though. Okay, which brings us to our third match. And here's something to pop, Dad. It's another show review with the Insane Clown Posse. Let's go! There we go. (laughs) It's uh, It's a handicap hardcore match, which sees the ICP going up against that 70s guy, Mike Awesome. I feel so bad for Mike Awesome here. I do as well, because, oh, I mean, he was... Like, WCW brought Mike Awesome in to much, like, fanfare, because he was, at that time, he was actually current ECW champion. 
They big him up to be this really big deal. They had him have a run for the WCW US Championship, or tried to go for the US Championship in a really good match against Scott Steiner. And then they gave him the gimmick of the fat chick thriller. And then they gave him that 70s guy Mike Awesome gimmick. The thing about it is, again, I feel like Mike Awesome's one of those people where it's just incredibly easy to do, which is you just look at him and go, man, he's huge. So let's just get him to do really good big man stuff. And then you just go, oh, he jumps from the top rope as well and can jump over it. I think we should get him to do that. (laughs) But no, no. They made him have a multicolored big old school bus and just make him wear the most garish in flared trousers and uh, floral shirts because that's 70s, you know, Reardon. Oh, God, I don't know. So here's the thing that surprised the heck out of me for this one, Dan. This is the match with that really horrid, infamous spot. Yes. So here we go. The match starts with the insane clown posse coming to Mike Awesome's bus. And immediately as Mike Awesome gets out of the bus, they're extinguished. (laughs) He uses a fire extinguisher on them. And the only way everyone knows in wrestling how to use the extinguisher and spray it in their face. (laughs) Rough garbage can spots to Mike Awesome's head in this as well. As we see Shaggy 2 Dope and Mike Awesome climbing onto the top of the bus as Violent J sets a table up. As Jay Clines tries to climb the bus, Mike Awesome throws him off it and he flips into the table. So that's Violent J out of the match. And holy crud, this is when I went, this is the bus spot. An yeah. awesome bomb to the roof of the bus to Shaggy 2 Dope. See Shaggy slide off of it and almost uh, lands on the concrete head first. It is awful. It's rough. And you know the worst part about this is this could have just been a backstage segment. Yep. This did not need to be a match, and they did not need to do a big spot. Mm-hmm. Quick free count, and it's over quickly. Mike, you could see during that spot that Mike was actually trying to catch Shaggy um, from and to stop him from sliding off. But oh boy, um, I'm giving this one purely because Mike Awesome's in this, and I will always give Mike Awesome an extra couple of points for this. Uh, but this was rough, and you're right, this could have been and should have been a backstage segment, and this lasted all of two minutes nine seconds. Like they could have, they could have just had like one of them get like awesome bombed, yep, through a table backstage. And, like, I would have been fine with it. I Yeah, again, it's like a one. It's not even really a match. It's just a segment disguised as one. Yep. But, like, there's Mike Awesome. There's ICP. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's really confusing. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I see that Violent J's trying to put over JCW during his opening promo as well. Yeah. <laughs> which fair play to the guy i guess you know you you do because they are still in business to this day like uh, I just, it, that's amazing just the longevity of jcw <laughs> big up to them though i respect the i respect the hustle of the jcw yeah. still being a thing good on you chaps anyway we're back with david flair as dad said he's lost his way <laughs> to this address and he goes to a chuck e cheese to get directions suddenly i heard johnny's natural- job 
the natural place you go to for help. <laughs> Suddenly I heard John Blood going, you fuckers. <laughs> go to the rat pizza shop. Oh, this poor worker, who I'm pretty sure was probably briefed on what was happening five minutes before the, the WCW camera crew came in. David Flair's just, just throwing abuse and this woman's just being, oh, yes, yes, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. David Flair being pissed, thinks he sees something out of the corner of his eye and dive bombs into this ball pit to try and find the person he's after. <laughs> Reardon, I'm just going to say this as we go on. Do I sound mad? <laughs> yes. Yes, you absolutely do. <laughs> just, just think about this, right? David Flair is trying to find some kid's dad. <laughs> and the place he goes to when he thinks he's lost is a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't have hopes of him finding this man. <laughs> okay, we cut. We come back to break and we see Ernest the Cat Miller and his valet, Miss Jones, to come to the ring. Now, at this point, Ernest the Cat Miller was the on-screen uh, authority figure for WCW. <laughs> Do you remember that? He puts over Booker T in his upcoming main event and threatens Russo. He also tells Mark Madden to shut his fat ass up, and I couldn't put it better myself. Yes. <laughs> he tells Vince that if any of his stooges come to the ring, that being Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, or Jeff Jarrett, the cat will fire any of them. And for some reason, here comes Mike Sanders with a baseball bat. Yay! Mike Sanders! <laughs> because of course. He tries to negotiate with a five-second warning as the cat hits Sanders with his own bat and does his own super kick. And then here comes Nash and the natural ball thrillers, to which the thrillers come in and beat the living shit out of Ernest the Cat Miller as we go to another break! <laughs> Thank uh, you, that was really, really helpful. <laughs> which brings us, and I'm not going to really allude to it much, to the Bikini Contest... Here comes the quack pack as the judges for this bikini contest. Look, this there's is... not a lot. There's not a lot to be said about this. This yeah. is so 2000. We have Major Guns, who was part of Team Canada in a USA bikini. Jim Duggan's apparently a Canadian at this time. Yay! We go and go to break to the quack pack, just being the quack pack. Yay! Although there was a big pop for Beetlejuice, so I'm. I, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, of all the members of it. In, to get the pop, I'm happy it's Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, we come to another break, and we come back. Mike Tanay is in a backstage segment with Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner's talking about Goldberg coming back, to which Goldberg then Pearl harbors him. Just. Yep. And for good to the sake, we're going to another break. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Disco Inferno is in the ring with the Disco Duck. And he's talking about introducing a brand new tag partner. Wait a minute, Scott Steiner? Scott Steiner's making his way down the ring? Oh, thank fuck. Scott, Scott Steiner's here to whoop Disco Inferno's ass. I don't know what it was, but just seeing Scott Steiner beat up Disco Inferno, like... It made me feel some kind of way. Not that I know what it was. If pure catharsis? Kind of. <laughs> pure unbridled catharsis you'll love this Reardon Scott Steiner and only the Scott Steiner we know and love just calling out Goldberg calling him a bald headed bastard <laughs> 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 of course this 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 
makes Goldberg angry and he comes out to the ring. He says, there's a cage up there and let's have a match. <laughs> Steiner. Oh my God, this that's in- just, it's just so perfect. <laughs> this, and Scott Steiner, in all of his infinite wisdom, tries to flee as the cage is dropping, but old Goldberg is right on him as he chokes Scott with the commentary's, uh, commentary team's headset cord. And then he throws Scott Steiner into the lowering cage as he kind of just like flumps into the ring. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I'm going to go over just the cliff notes of this one. Clothesline of military press from uh, from Goldberg. Running around the cage and stomping Steiner. Scott low blows Goldberg and receives a belly to belly. But it's not effective because we know this is Goldberg. Headbutt to the face protector because this is Scott Steiner as he broke his orbital bones and had to rear a Phantom of the Opera mask. Which, by the way, which is like, why does it? What is it with Goldberg and headbutting things that make him have a concussion? Because really, a headbutt. To I, the thought face protector, say, well, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say. What is it with? What is it with Goldberg and head injuries? Yes, Goldberg. And, <laughs> why is it always with Goldberg hitting things? Like it's a, a headbutting a face protector seems a bit counterproductive to Goldberg, doesn't it? Because that would hurt um, him more than yeah, Scott. This is before. This is before they rind, uh, refined the face protector gimmick. <laughs> ah, yes, with Cody. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, where they where they sold it as like the most dangerous weapon anyone had ever had, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> uh, Steiner to a very rare occasion to the top rope and a flying clothesline with the press ups at the end. I was like, that hell me yeah! Huge. We get Goldberg with a move that I rarely see him do. He did a butterfly suplex, and not a bad one at that as well. <laughs> Another low blow from Scott Steiner right in the Goldbergs. And here comes Medasia with the lead pipe, giving it to Scott and hitting Goldberg with it. And of course, that's no effect to Goldberg with a spear. And Goldberg walks out and win. Hold on, Tony didn't specify that escape uh, the, the, the escape rule was in effect in this match. Because it seemed like an impromptu match and they just wanted to use the cage. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Uh, with that, Goldberg screams in the only way he knows how. Russo, you're next. <laughs> One out of five. Again, it it's a it would be a half star, but it's got Scott Steiner, <laughs> <laughs> so it gets a one. <laughs> And oh my god, this is the moment you've been waiting for, Reardon. It's the fucking Beetlejuice slap nuts segment. Oh, I am so excited. <laughs> As we know, Jeff Jarrett's walking to the ring with his guitar. He's interrupted by Beetlejuice, to which Beetlejuice calls him, Hey, you slap nuts! <laughs> Jeff Jarrett goes, <laughs> What did you just call me? Yeah, you slap that. You know who you're talking to. And yes, Jeff Jarrett twats Beetlejuice over the head with the guitar. <laughs> and Ed, that's Mr. Slapnuts to you. I it's, for- it's just such a dumb segment. But follow me, if you will. Sam, would you consider this wrestling heritage? <laughs> yes, this is at this is this show gets five out of five for this alone now. <laughs> Because remember, this segment came back into much more prominence when Jeff Jarrett was announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it was when they did the thing where they're like, what's Jeff Jarrett's greatest contribution to wrestling? And then a bunch of people just put in the gif of that. Yes. <laughs> For fuck's oh, sake. Oh, it's so dumb. Can, con- can confirm, though, uh, no dimes were drawn uh, in the making of this segment. <laughs> Never drew a dime. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this segment. It almost feels like some kind of weird surrealist postmodern wrestling thing <laughs> howard stern and postmodernism i never would have thought i put those two in the same sentence no no howard stern gets none of the credit here <laughs> all of this goes to beetlejuice and jeff jarrett <laughs> yes it literally this segment feels like i'm in the middle i'm like present for one of my fever dreams yes yes because everything about it is just deeply confusing <laughs> And we cut to break. When we're back, we have a backstage promo with Booker saying that he has backup in his match with Vince Russo. You can just definitely tell that Booker T is like, oh, for fuck's sake, do I really have to put this fucking guy over? Yeah, I can imagine. Like, I've been here for years and I have to do this shit. God damn it. And this is when Booker was in his real... Like, this Booker's really popular. Like, he's so over with the crowd at this point as champion. And he has to do... He's going to have to do shit like this. Uh, Anyway, we get to our next match. Jeff Jarrett versus General E-Rection of the Misfits in Action. Excuse me, that's Hugh G-Rection to you? Yes, yes, I forgot about that. He did get he did get promoted to general though. Thank fuck. <laughs> I'm glad that this match doesn't last long, as I am not a fan of Bill Demont. Not one bit at all. Oh, and I forgot about the ch 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 chosen one <laughs> music as Jarrett Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Who Bill Demont? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, not the biggest fan of his, but no. Yes, Jarrett Pearl Harbor's rection. And ahead of steam from Rection as he misses it, as misses his last elbow. Jarrett with the flying whoopsie and hot dogging the crowd. <laughs> and here comes Lance Storm and Team Canada with a chair as Skipper is with him and misses Rection with the chair. <laughs> Big slide slam and here comes Duggan and hit. I can't believe I get. I keep saying Rection. Yeah, I was gonna ask how how are you feeling about that? I'm not my feeling dude? great about <laughs> it. Horrible. <laughs> As Dick Duggan hits Rection with the 2x4, Jarrett with the stroke, and the 3. Nothing at all with this match. It is a it's real literally nothing match. A... Nothing was gained or lost by the making of this. Yes. As Team Canada and Jarrett attack Rection, and here comes the rest of the Misfits. And Sting! <laughs> Lance Storm sets up a match with Sting to go to a break, and as we come back, the match is already in progress. I've, I was quite surprised by this as we come to the break, and the match is already started. Yes. So Lance Storm versus Sting in an impromptu match. Uh, Lance Storm with a nice little uh, drop kick, pitch a perfect drop kick. As uh, Lance mm-hmm. Storm is really good with his uh, drop kicks. And may I just say before I go on on this, this is the best match out of the entire of, the, of this entire card. I feel like it's the it's the, it's the only match between like two competent people. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, at least that's how the match feels watching it. Mm-hmm. A really nice Russian leg sweep reversal from Sting, and uh, mm-hmm. Brink comes into uh, uh, into a lariat segment. Top rope superplex countered by Sting into a flying lariat. 
misses the Stinger Splash, but Stinger back elbow Storm out of the ring. A big splash into the rail uh, by Sting miss, uh, slows the match to a crawl. We come back into the ring with a big, big old springboard dropkick from Lance Storm, followed by a blue thunder bomb. Crossbody rolled over for a near two for Sting. Stinger Splash! And I've, what I've never seen before, we did a really good little sequence here. Sting goes for the Scorpion Deathlock, but it gets countered into the single leg Boston Crab. Oh, sorry, the Canadian Maple Leaf from Lance yes. Storm. A really smooth reversal from Storm in that uh, exchange. Inzaguri by Sting. Death drop for the three. A real quick and solid match by the two. And may I just say, by far the best match on the card. Which is what makes it feel even more criminal that this match is only like four minutes long. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Two out of five. Two out of five, I'd say. Because these yeah, are two it's... very competent wrestlers that tried to do, try to get as much in with the time <clears> they had. It's like two, it's like, yeah, it's like a two, maybe a one and a half. Because like, you know, if they gave them like 10 minutes, this would be even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, it just it just isn't so everything's super condensed and you can tell it having to be like okay we need to get to the next thing like as fast as possible yeah because remember it's such a shame and again i feel so bad for lance storm because i feel like he just like got lost in the shuffle of his time era yep absolutely oh no i absolutely agree uh on this for this one um yeah it's just uh so annoying because you just definitely know this is like well Bruce has got to put himself over so he's got to give him the most time for his match haven't you yeah <laughs> so we get to the final David Flair segment as he's supposedly found the house of the potential father it's an old man 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 that was a fucking good Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> that was a good Chuck E. Cheese he found the father he goes around the house trying to find the guy guess what David Flair went to the wrong house he went to the wrong house but it was actually next door he should have gone to but he goes to that house and tells and, and finds out no one's home. We never know who the father is in this episode. And here's what I've said. And really, I kind of want to forget this memory if I'm honest of who the father was. Because <laughs> am I right in saying, wasn't it supposedly Ric Flair? I, that, that I, I think... <clears throat> it, the, the entire thing was weird and confusing. And like I said, it... It's, it points out that the only thing I remember was David Flair going to the Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. <laughs> oh, and so we get to our main event. It's Vince Russo, the challenger, going up against Booker T, the champion, in a caged heat match for the WCW Championship. <clears throat> Vince Russo... Hey, here. can you guess who gets the most time on the card? Hmm... <laughs> Vince Russo here, decked out in American football gear. He's wearing a, a New York Giants helmet. He's wearing the shoulder pads, and he's wearing the uh, like the uh, the arm protectors and the gloves. <laughs> so, gosh, wait! See, we immediately start out as Booker enters the ring. Russo hits him with a bat and immediately goes to the exit, but is met by the WCW locker room. They're like, "You get your fucking ass back in there." Listen, if we're doing this, we're doing this. Yep. So apparently Russo has a ladder under the ring in a cage match? Oh, I see what he's doing. Because he can't go out of the door. He's trying to go out through the top by uh, by exposing a bit of the cage. What? This is just... 
again, it's that thing of like, this is car crash, but like, there's so much going on here that you're just like, what am I seeing? <laughs> yeah. So the wrestlers make sure he's not going to escape from the top, especially by Corson, because he he gets up there in like three seconds flat to the top of the cage. He's like, you ain't getting fucking out through here, are you? <laughs> Imagine seeing a man scale a cage in like four seconds, and you, again, you look at him and go, yeah, that's seventies gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Booker moves the ladder, which means Russo is hanging at the top of the cage with his legs dangling in the air. And who should rappel down from the rafters but Sting as he lands on the cage? And makes remember what I said? There's a whole lot going on in this. <laughs> yeah. So Booker lays in a punch, stomps to Russo, followed by a savart kick and a big old slap to Vince Russo's face. Booker follows Rousseau as he rams him into the cage head first. And oh my god, who should come out but a returning Lex Luger? <laughs> he gives Rousseau a lead pipe and hits Booker on the head with it. Rousseau hits... Here comes... God, here comes EMTs and referees. 2,000, by the way. <laughs> to, stop, to stop Booker getting beaten up. Um... Russo then proceeds to hit the AMTs and refs with this lead pipes, coming to the aid of the referee, to which Russo hit the ref with the lead pipe, may I add, during the ensuing chaos. Russo goes to hit another AMT, and oh my god, it's Ric Flair in disguise! <laughs> like, remember when I said earlier that I felt like I was on smack watching this? Yeah. This is, this is one of the many reasons why... And this was the this was like the wrestling equivalent of feeling like I was in the middle of train spotting. All I'm saying is I hope that was sugar in my tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because there's so much going on, it almost starts assaulting your senses. Yep. Yeah. It really, really does. Like we say car crash TV, this was like watching a car crash. <laughs> Oh, it gets... Oh, oh gosh. It's, it, I mean, we're not even ending with the amount of interference here, Reardon. So the natural broad thrillers come out and spill out and beat up the rest of the WCW locker room as they all spill out of the arena. We get the scissor kick to Russo and a spinner Rooney! We get the spinner Rooney! There we go. There we go. Cast the check. Booker's got this. He's in the bang. And here comes Goldberg. Okay, Booker is letting Goldberg in as Scott Steiner closes the door on Booker as he was about to escape. Booker, oh gosh, Booker kicks the door on Scott as Russo, in the ensuing chaos, is running away from Goldberg, but Goldberg gets to him, spears Russo through the cage and is out. Holy crap, Vince Russo's WWE champion to the audible confusion of the commentary team and the anger of the fans in Uniondale. (laughs) as we end WCW Nitro and this bloody horrid episode this ladies and gentlemen for my first ever time doing these reviews this gets a zero out of five I mean it was always gonna end this way wasn't it holy fucking shit (laughs) Talk uh, as you talk about car crash television trying to ram ten pounds of sausage in a five pound casey. Yeah. This ain't it, Chief. Not by a long shot. <laughs> like I said, this is like 
Uh, I think the best way I can think to describe this is <clears throat> because of like certain worlds of music that I'm in. Mm. It's um. like when I it's like when I hear those people who are like, "Hey, watch this! I can play this song really, really quickly." Mm. And I just hear, <laughs> and I'm just like, I took in none of that. Mm-hmm. And you, all you've shown me is you can just do things very quickly. <laughs> cool. Really, from yeah, I mean, from what it sounds like, it's a real. We're gonna do this and then get out before the riot begins. Because the thing is, right? I know, obviously, there, there is that thing of like we need to get in, get out. Mm. But like, bear in mind, everything that we have described to you and more takes place in the span of about eight minutes. Yep. <laughs> so that is. <laughs> it's mass. It's a massive. It was a massive clusterfuck to say the very least. So here's the thing that makes you laugh. Russo is WCW champion. He walks out on Nitro with the title, and you know what he does? He vacates the title. It's another one for our boy, even though he wouldn't accept it. <laughs> so, oh, chaps, would you like to know the observer notes from the next week's Observer about this Nitro? I. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah, go on. So, recording, regarding the WCW ratings, there is a lot of feeling backstage that Vince Russo's job is on incredibly shaky ground. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. He is said to be more aware of it than anyone, which is why he has booked himself so much on the show around himself in hopes of protecting his job. I don't think that's going to do it. To which this is a quote here from the from the good friends over at, Squ- at the Squared Circle Reddit say, Hey, it's a lot harder to fire the star of the show than just firing a writer. What if they're the same person? <laughs> I mean, bold of you to assume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... <clears throat> The reasoning as to why uh, they, they are losing a hell of a lot of money uh, and pay-per-view buys because, uh, well, as as, the, as, uh, as Dave says, shit like this is why. Yeah. You think? Like, what, I think like, of many I'm, reasons why. It feels like a real, like, even though I know the answer, I do want to shake these people in 2000 with... With the tepid, at best, reaction to all of this and go, what did you expect? Did you really expect this to play well? This leads to a very, very heated altercation between Russo and J.J. Dillon. Now, the story that was going on, that Dillon was on the phone to someone talking about uh, uh, an upcoming Nitro and how uh, stupid various parts of it were... Which uh, Rude Russo was walking by and overheard this and blew a gasket, and they had a big argument. And to be quite honest, I'm going to say this right now: J.J. Dillon had every right to talk about it being stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, he was on the money. That's it. God. Here's the. Here is another. Here's a couple of other notes here. Lance Storm lost the US title to Terry Funk during a Texas house show, but regained it again in the next night at a house show. Uh, but neither title change was recognised by WCW or was acknowledged on TV. But but they do but but when they were bought out by the WWF they recognised the change, 
which means that Terry Funk is in the history books a two-time US champion, uh, <laughs> which he holds apparently. Don't quote me on this, and don't quote on the squared circle. That is the longest time between US championship reigns. His first reign was in 1975, while this other one was 25 years later in 2000. Why are you gonna? Why do a change if you're not gonna recognize it though? Mm. Because what's the point? Because we just let Terry Funk win a match in Texas. Because we live in hell, Daniel. Yes. So, here's a couple of other things here. DDP had asked for his release, but Brad Siegel of uh, of uh, of the Warner Group refused, and he made it clear that DDP... Uh, Russo made it clear, actually, that DDP... Uh, that he only wants him to put over the younger stars, while DDP still wanted to be kind of in the main event picture. Um, fair play to DDP, because I think he had enough leeway to, to, to say stuff like that. A lot of people, uh, a lot of the younger talent are quite loyal to Vince because he seems like he's trying to put them over. Uh, trying to give them cost? enough time to put them over. But at what TV cost? Time. At what cost? Exactly. <laughs> And <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. there is a lot of heat on Mark Madden, and it all started when Madden and OneWrestling.com writer Dave Sher wrote some nasty emails uh, back and forth. Now Sher had been recently criticising Madden's commentary, which I say he's justified. Uh, acceptable. And then Dave notes that he had that Sher had had a habit of writing childish and insulting things to try and goad people in the wrestling business to a response. And Madden's known to be a thing, be thin-skinned enough to fall right into that trap. Now Sher reportedly <laughs> told Madden he was going to get him fired from WCW, and Madden claimed that Sher did indeed call WCW offices to try and make a case that Madden had said something racist. Uh, the term Mamacita on air, which is said on every week on Raw. Now, Sher had denied calling the WCW offices, but didn't deny claiming that he was going to get Madden fired. The emails okay. went back and forth with both guys essentially trying to call the other gay or fat or some <laughs> other silly bullshit, as Dave quotes here. Ah, uh, the internet has not changed one bit. <laughs> God help us all. So Madden later made an unplanned call into the Wrestling Observer Live internet show and began and began trash talking sure. That got Madden heat with Russo, who has recently decided that the Observer is now the enemy, despite the fact that Russo himself had appeared on the show several times in the past. But now, he doesn't want any WCW people going on there. So he was pissed at Madden for calling in the show. Dave has no time for either of these people, as he feels is incredibly childish. He wants to end that segment here, and he says he has no respect for Mark Madden or Dave Scher as a journalist. Ooh! <laughs> I mean, I'm sketchy, I'm sketchy on the journalist bit, but... <laughs> also, if you really wanted to know, the failed WCW Nitro Grill restaurant in Las Vegas was closing down because it was <laughs> deep in debt. Not you the grill just, restaurant. You can't just throw that detail on at the end. <laughs> I demand a full episode dedicated to that place i want to know about the wcw grill you know what i want to do should we do an episode of failed restaurant businesses in wrestling because we could talk about the wwf new york the nitro grill pasta mania oh my god like 
I'm sorry. Do we have enough examples to, to get a full episode? I reckon we I reckon get those full episode. I have at least three. Uh, those three alone? Least three. I, yes, those three alone. Well, just to be fair, we did always say we were going to do weird wrestling merch. Yes. You know what? You know what? Like, what was it? It was like WCW Nitro for men. Yes. <laughs> and WWF I mean, Attitude for men as well. And women. I mean, I welcome this idea, frankly. <laughs> Boys, I think we've got a banger on our hands. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is all to go. But that, that ends this episode. Oh, holy crap. This was one heck of an episode. I won't <laughs> lie to you guys. I won't lie to you guys. I'm very glad I was too busy to watch this episode. <laughs> oh, I, f- I feel like my pupils have dilated just from watching that. Oh, like, really like that, no, like, no lie. I can't, like... The only bit, the only bits of this episode of Nitro that are, were, are genuinely worth watching are seeing Beetlejuice get hit in the head with a guitar by Jeff Jarrett, and then that one Sting Lance Storm match. Yes, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> oh man, that was one hell. I mean, this is WCW in two thousand, and I'm so glad we lightly touched upon it in our WCW uh, retrospective. <laughs> yeah because i'm going gray as it is i would have gone white by the end of that <laughs> oh yeah i know all righty then chaps i'm glad that that is done that is dusted we don't have to talk about well actually no they're we're probably going to be talking about wcw uh, 2000 in the future probably. but yeah, just probably. give me a little bit more time to think about i was gonna that. say maybe one day we'll get to doing a wcw like 2000 pay-per-view but we'll see we'll see we'll see all right on our next episode it's that wonderful time of the year it is the royal rumble and what better way to talk about all things royal rumble with our best worst royal rumble moments and our favorite royal rumbles as well yeah before we just combine the two together (laughs) i'm just gonna do all this get it done get it out of the way listing our favorite moments favorite pops favorite entrance favorite rumbles themselves uh whether they were good bad or indifferent that is all people who up. have listened to this show for any extended period of time will be able to guess like half of the selections oh absolutely <laughs> for all three of us let's be yes <laughs> yeah we are nothing if not completely and utterly predictable oh without question we 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 are like one mind <laughs> at least 50 percent of the time we are the wacky wrestling hive mind <laughs> we know what we like <laughs> yes exactly all of that is to come for next week but until then i have been sam this has been dan and ridden and you've been listening to the sweet chin wag podcast we'll see you as always on the next one bye everybody bye. slap nuts oh god i'm gonna have to lay down after this <laughs> 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 <laughs>